Welcome to Episode 6, The Coin, Black History on the Other Side Podcast, hosted by Brittany Wilkins. Malcolm X said, Education is the passport to the future. But what does the future hold for a miseducated Negro? What has education taught the miseducated Negro? Especially when systemic oppression has hindered the advancement of black people. Between 1740 and 1834, many states passed anti-literacy laws prohibiting teaching slaves to read and write. Slave owners saw literacy as a threat to the institution of slavery and their financial investment in it, as put by a prominent Washington lawyer. The more you improve the condition of these people, the more you cultivate their minds, the more miserable you make them in their present states. You give them a higher relish for those privileges which they can never attain, and in turn, what we intended for a blessing, slavery, into a curse. If they must remain in their present situation, keep them in the lowest state of degradation and ignorance. How far have we come since colonialism? While many educational institutions are teaching students how to read and write, They are not being taught to read their own history and write a new history building off the foundation of their culture. An article published in the Washington Post by University of Pennsylvania professor Jonathan Zimmerman writes about James Baldwin and says, In 1968, James Baldwin testified before Congress in support of a proposed National Commission on Negro History and Culture. Baldwin endorsed the commission's goal of promoting more knowledge and awareness of black history, especially in public schools. But Baldwin insisted that this study take place as part of American history instruction and not in a separate course. It is our common history, Baldwin declared. My history is also yours. If black history was segregated in a special class, Baldwin warned, regular history courses would continue to ignore it. Many believe ethnic culture belongs in ethnic studies, not American history. But even then, ethnic studies are not being taught in schools. Educational reform is defined as the goal of changing public education. And in today's show, we'll discuss reforming black history in education. In reforming black history education, we must acknowledge that all black history is American history. You see, black history has been subjective in being influenced by personal feelings and opinions. Certain historical events and movements have been brought to light. For example, the New York 1619 Project. The New York Times Magazine launched the 1619 Project last year on the 400th anniversary of the beginning of slavery in America. 
It aims to reframe the country's history by placing the consequences of slavery and the contributions of black Americans at the very center of our national narrative. This project has received a lot of praise and a lot of criticism. Critics of the 1619 state that this rewrites American history to teach our children that the United States was founded on the principle of oppression and not freedom, showcasing that America was built from oppression. In September, Fox News published a press release about 1776, uniting to transform black history curriculum to counter New York 1619 project. The 1776 Unites curriculum teaches that resilience in the face of opposition defines black America in particular and that there is a rich history of black Americans who rose above the hardest and harshest of circumstances by embracing their own personal agency and living out the true founding values of our country. What ties these two projects together is their foundation. The history of black people started in America and only events that occurred in the United States should be taught. But the United States is not the only country black people populate. The transatlantic slave trade created and diaspora that dispersed communities of people of African descent throughout the world due to historic events. Migration of black people have led to different ways of life, culture, and influences in those geographical locations in which they occupy. In reforming black history, we should seek to understand rather than be understood, especially because we work and used to travel and interact with people all across the world. African-American history is not the only black history. Interpersonal relationships are challenging when you don't understand each other's culture. There is culture within culture. This past summer, I got to work with another black male engineer from Haiti. And although he and I shared the same skin color, cultural differences shaped our perception. He had opened up my eyes to some things that I did not know about the Haitian culture and vice versa. And we agreed to disagree on a lot of things. But I walked away from the conversation in light because I learned some other aspects of black history. Learning his perspective on life, I was better able to collaborate with him because I understood where he was coming from. Reforming black history education requires us to build the racial esteem of black people. The black race, no matter where they are located in the world, are dealing with the trauma of the transatlantic slave trade. Scholars and psychologists refer to this as the post-traumatic slave syndrome a term coined by internationally renowned researcher Dr. Joy DeGruy. She describes it as the multi-generational trauma and injustices experienced by African Americans from the dawn of slavery to the recent deaths of black citizens at the hands of police. So how do we deal with the nightmares from our past when the 1619 Project continues to prescribe an education curriculum rooted in slavery if we hear about slaves in us, we will then believe we are slaves mentally in bondage. Bondage will only continue to cripple us as black people with no racial pride or heritage to be proud of. 
Without breaking these chains, we would be like hamsters on a wheel, going in circles in this freedom struggle without going anywhere. How are we going to become free mentally when we are constantly taught we are slaves? There are species of small fish in the ocean, and when put into cans, they are called sardines. There are no free fish called sardines. They only get that name when canned. Free black people are not slaves. They only get that name when canned. In order to reform education, we must stop canning black people. Reforming black history education also requires us to study the African origin of civilization. 1619 slavery didn't birth the black race. 1776 black excellence didn't birth the black race. Humanity gave life to the black race. Our history begins with the essence of our existence. Cut off the roots and you will stagnate the growth. Our history needs a foundation. You don't build a home without a foundation. Such is the case for black history. Start with the foundation. Ancient African history has influenced American history. Throughout American history, ancient Egyptian art and architecture serve as the blueprint for the development of state capitals and monuments. The Washington Monument is modeled after Egyptian obelisk to embody ancient civilizations. In grade school, I learned about the Washington Monument. Egyptian influences were meted out of the curriculum, so being transparent with those listening today, I've just recently learned this from reading The African Origin of Civilization. So here, I would like to ask a few questions for reflection. For those of you listening today, where do you think black history begins and why? Do you think it's 1619, 1776, or should we go back farther? In my personal opinion, there are four eras of black history, ancient, pre-colonial, colonial, and post-colonial. In reforming education, we must broaden the scope to include all. We must confront it all. If education is the passport to the future, we must allow admission to travel back to all historical time periods of black history. While I do understand that there are constraints as schools can only teach so much in the academic calendar year, I found it Historians Connect to be an extension of the classroom and provide cultural education programs. We cannot leave it up to our government, politicians, educators, and scholars. We must all do our part in improving educational inequality and making African history, Black history, African American history great again. So here are some key takeaways from our discussion today. One, we must acknowledge that all history matters no matter the time period in which it occurred. Two, we must educate to build up and not to tear down our people, providing pathways to make it out of the struggle. Three, Remain rooted in your foundation as you grow. Never forget your roots and where you come from. At the beginning of the show, I asked the question, how do you educate the miseducated? Teach them. More to discuss in future podcast episodes on the strategy for reforming black history education within the Common Core Standards. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate you listening. Any questions or feedback about today's podcast, you can email me at info at historiansconnect.org. I look forward to hearing from you.
If you enjoyed the show, please share this. Until my next episode, The Coin, Black History on the Other Side podcast. Keep the faith and remain steadfast in your purpose. Take care.